Welcome to the legacy teachings of Bill Anzavino, pastor of Christian Assembly Church since 1979. Though these teachings are decades old, we invite you to get out your Bible, take notes, and get ready to receive the uncompromised teaching of God's Word. For more information about Christian Assembly Church, please visit us online at cafamily.net. I just want to share with you a little from this 11th chapter. As the Lord has inspired me, from verse 24, we're just taking it easy, as I said, on these Sunday evening services and just going to let the Spirit of God lead us and guide us. Just let Him move in our midst and just get used to the movement of the Spirit so we can grow in a realm of the supernatural and allow Him to have free course to do His perfect will in our midst. We believe that we'll just be taking one of these services just to do that. I'm not just much of preparing anything. I'm just coming, just as you're coming, by the Spirit. I'm going to do it this way. I'm going to do it this way for a while. And let the Spirit of God move us. So if we do some things that just may be different, and you know, they may seem different to you, we just flow right along with it. Praise God. You just follow in. You just flow in. If you want to get up and dance in the Spirit, dance in the Spirit. <laughs> praise God. I mean, you know, the Bible does say praise Him with the timbrel and, uh, and dance. Doesn't it? It does say praise Him with the song and harp, doesn't it? It does say praise Him with the string instruments and organs. It does say praise Him with the loud cymbals and the high-sounding cymbals. It says, everything that hath breath, praise the Lord. Doesn't it? Is that what it says? Praise Him for His mighty acts. So if you just want to just get up and shout for a while for His mighty acts, I tell you, I was about ready to do it. I mean, just walking in this place, I was about ready to do it. You know why? Because of the unity. Because of the love. Because of the hearts that are set aflame for the deep things of God. Amen. Amen. Everybody's heart hungry. They're hungry. Hungry for Jesus. Hungry for the Word. You can sense it. You can sense it. That people just want God. Oh, just heart hungry for God. Amen. 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 And so that's what we're going to do. So I'm just led to talk about the scripture just for a while. Then, I don't know, maybe we'll dance for a while. I don't know. Praise God. But we'll do it. Therefore, I say unto you, this is Mark 11:24. What things soever you desire when you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. Now, that's Jesus speaking. And he's saying here that the prayer of faith, this is not the law of faith, but this is the prayer of faith. Verse, 11, uh, verse 23 is the prayer of faith. Mark 11, 23 says, For whosoever shall say that this mountain be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea and shall not doubt in his heart but shall believe that those things which he says shall come to pass, he'll have whatsoever he says. See, that is the law of faith. The law of faith believes with the heart and speaks with the mouth. But the prayer of faith is the release of that faith. This morning we talked about God's releasing himself in word form, receiving, releasing his life. His light, His love, releasing Himself in word form is faith. And we've all been uh, baptized into Christ, and we have the same life. We have the, we've been partakers of His divine nature. We have the life of God within us. And so He's given us also His ability to use His faith. See, He couldn't do that before. To the old covenant people, they didn't have what is called revelation faith. Now, they had sense knowledge faith, but they didn't have revelation faith. And in verse 24 here, he's really telling them how revelation faith operates through prayer. This is the prayer of faith. As I said, this is not the law of faith. But you'll find out that the prayer of faith is just praying the law of faith. The law of faith is saying, and the prayer of faith is praying. In other words, you can start saying some things and it'll come to pass. If you say it long enough, it'll get into your heart, get into your spirit. When it gets into your spirit... It'll become life. Light. When you release it, it's called the release of faith. When you release your faith, then faith becomes a substance of the thing you hope for and the evidence of the things that you don't see and the things that you hoped for and didn't see come into being in your life. Now, for some reason, uh, it seems as though to me that people have a hard time understanding that scripture. I don't know why it seems so simple to me. Um, it says... If you'll just believe that the thing you desire has already been granted to you 
when you prayed, and you have received it when you prayed, then the thing you desire, God will see to it that it comes into being. But we talked about this in our faith class on Friday afternoon, and it kind of just rose up within me this evening. It seems like as though some people think that that's saying this. If you pray and believe God that you've received it, when you prayed, you've got it, but you've got to wait for a manifestation. I got it, yeah, but I'm waiting for a manifestation, or I've got it, and I'm just waiting for it to come to pass. And uh, I remember when I first got into the walk of faith, I used to talk like that, the same way. Well, I just believe God that I received it, now I'm just waiting. Well, what are you waiting for? I'm waiting, you know, for it to come to pass. Why are you waiting? I'm waiting to get my miracle. Why are you waiting to get your miracle? I believe God I, uh, I believe that I receive it, and I'm just waiting, you know, for it to happen. Well, you see, that's really, if, if, if you understand what I'm saying scripturally, uh, that's learning the talk of faith. When I was a child, I spake as a child. But then when I began to grow up in the spiritual things, I began to speak like a man. I put away childish things, and I took upon myself the things of the Spirit, and I became a man. Well, I began to see what he was saying here. When you first get into the walk of faith, people have a problem with their speech. They don't know exactly, you know, how to use faith. And so we'll hear a lot of things like, this is what I used to do. I used myself as the guinea pig. I was the one who used to do it. And I, I used to say, well, bless God, I know that he healed me. Now I'm just waiting to get it. I just thank you, dear Father God. I know that I received my healing. I don't understand why it doesn't come yet, but I'm just thanking you for it. And I know, I know I've got it in, in its own way. And I used to talk like that. I remember one time uh, someone asked me, you mean you believe that, that you're healed? I said, yeah, the Bible says I'm healed. Well, how come you got a cold? I says, well, just because I got a cold doesn't mean I'm not healed. I have a cold, but I'm healed. You know, that's how you first start off in this walk. I have a cold, but I'm healed. Well, they said, well, what do you mean that you're healed? Well, I think we made it harder on them than anybody else. I said, well, the Bible says I'm healed, so I'm healed. Yeah, but you have a cold. I said, well, just because I have a cold doesn't mean I'm not healed, because the Bible says I'm healed. And if the Bible says I'm healed, I'm healed, even though I have a cold. See, I was speaking as a child. I didn't learn how to appropriate the Word of God like I was supposed to. Now, that scripture, if you'll just look at it again, it says... God has his part to do, and I have my part to do. My part is just to believe that I've received it. His part is to make sure it comes to pass. If you ask me, my part's the easiest part. My part's easy. His part, you know, it seems to be harder. All i got to do is just believe I got it. And uh, if I believe I got it, he says, I'll see to it that it comes into being. Now, let me say this to you when you start walking by faith. You've got to learn how to do this for yourself. Don't try to do it for your kids and somebody else until you do it for yourself. Don't let somebody else be your guinea pig. Don't let somebody else be the one that you're just going to be, you know, trying out your faith. I, I remember when our little kids, you know, got attacked by the devil. Uh, now, we, we stood on faith for ourselves, but we never did it with our children at, at first. When we first got saved and uh, first learned how faith worked. And you talk about uh, an un... Well, you, I don't think there's a word in our English vocabulary that's low enough for the devil. Do you? I don't think there's a word in our English vocabulary that is low enough for that old maniac, the devil. You know, he is as uncouth as they come. I mean, he's just as, you know, wicked as they come. He is the other extreme of God. God is so good, so merciful, so gracious, so kind, so giving. That's why when people say, well, you know, God wanted me to be sick for a reason. I say, you don't know your father. You don't understand his love for you. If you knew him, you wouldn't talk like that about your father. Well, you know, and maybe he was just trying to teach me something. I said, he's a good teacher through his word. You don't have to have him teach you something through sickness or disease or any calamity that comes your way. You just don't know your father. If you just learn how to, you know, cuddle up to your father God and learn what he's really like, you'll find out that he's not what religion has made him out to be. Some old meanie up there with a whip trying to beat them over the back, you know, put lashes on their back and sickness on them and disease on them and calamities on them, make them get into car wrecks, make them get in, you know, accidents and fall down the steps and do this and do that. God's not doing that. I can't see God doing that. Now, I can see the devil doing that, but I can't see God doing that. And, uh, you realize that when you first begin to walk by faith, 
He will attack you. He attacks. If you have kids, he attacks your kids. He tries to get on your, your kids, you know. He tries to get a hold of them. Because they, he knows how dear the kids are to your heart. And he figures, if I can get to the kids, then I can get to their heart. And if I can get to their heart, I can get the word out. If I can get the word out, well, they won't be a threat to me and my kingdom in the earth. Well, I got news for him. The word works for you and it works for your kids. I said it works for you and it works for your kids. It'll work. Once we get the principles down, once we get the laws down, once we begin to understand how to appropriate our faith and grow up. He may have got a little here and a little there when I was just a little kid, you know, just a little one growing up. But I'll tell you what, I'm wise to his tricks. I'm wise to all the things he can come at us with and our kids with. And I've learned, and I'm learning even more so, whatever state I'm in, to be independent of circumstances. Because I'm learning how to do all things through Christ, who is the strength of my life. Well, see, people will start off in the faith walk, and, and what they'll do is, uh, the devil will attack their kids and try to, you know, steal the word away from their hearts by attacking their kids and making them sick, or, or try to do something, you know, to the young ones so they can divert their attention from the word. And he tried the same thing with us, my wife and I. And boy, I'll tell you, it wasn't just a little, a little thing. Uh, first, the first attack that my, my little girl got was an extremely high fever. Now, we just begin to touch uh, this, this here, Mark 11:23 and Mark 11:24, And uh, I, I guess we just was led by the Spirit of God because what we did was really something that wasn't normal, at least when you're first doing it. Now, I believe that word so much that I preached this to one of, the, one of my friends who was a denominational fellow, and uh, they didn't believe like we believe. And that never ceased to amaze me why people don't believe like you believe. I thought everybody believed like I believed. I found something out. When you first get saved, you lose a lot of friends. When you get filled with the Holy Ghost, you lose a lot more friends. Even Christian friends. But when you start to walk by faith, you all alone. Until we all came to meet Hallelujah. <laughs> Well, you know, I mean, you, you know, I heard what Brother, Brother Bannon said when we was at the concert there. You don't mind my just talking? Brother and Sister Shatlock there. I just think it's a great, wonderful thing that they're doing, don't you? Praise God. I just think, I thank God for what they're doing. And uh, we were talking over there, and I said, boy, wouldn't it be nice if we'd just bring in Brother Hagen and bring in Brother Copeland and bring in, you know, just bring them on. And, and he was saying, well, bless God. He says, what do you think the Lord raised us up for? Amen. He says, what the word do you think the Lord raised us up for? I mean, you know, we thank God for their ministries, and I praise God for it. We want to have them come in. But bless God, we can't be waiting for them to come in. Amen. We've got the same Holy Ghost. We've got the same God. We've got the same glory. We've got the same word. Amen. Praise God. That's why he's raised people up on this side of the United States of America. You know, you get tired of driving back and forth to Tulsa, Oklahoma every time you want to go to a meeting. Amen. If he wants to travel all the way to North Carolina just to go to a meeting and see the glory of God. Well, bless God, we've just figured out to have some glory right here. Amen. We've got the same glory of God right here. Bless God. Amen. 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 And, and he is just as powerful and just as mighty in our midst. Amen. Praise God. And so where was I? Amen. Praise God. What was that? Yeah. I just want to see if you was on your toes. <laughs> no. Anyhow, I told him, and I said, I said, you know, Jesus wants to heal you, wants to heal me, wants to heal your kids, doesn't want you to be sick anymore. You can have perfect health, perfect peace, perfect joy, perfect love. You can just walk hand in hand with the Master. Everything could be just glorious in your life. And he said, I don't believe that, brother. And I said, what? He said, I don't believe that. I said this a long time ago. Whatever you say I don't believe, watch what you say after I don't believe. If I say I don't believe, I want to say, I don't believe that the devil's got any power over me. Amen? Amen? Amen. He don't. But don't say I don't believe that God wants to heal me. 
And don't say, I don't believe that God wants me prosperous. And don't say, I don't believe that God wants me to, you know, walk in his victory and in his power. But here he is. I mean, I thought, you know, we're going to have a revival over here. Here's one of my brothers in the Lord. Older than me. That's a sad thing. I've been in the faith five years longer than me. And I'm just a, just a young one. Just got saved, you know. Just a little one just got saved. And here he is serving. He's, he's, he loves God. Now, don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong and don't misunderstand me. He loves God with all his heart. And I thank God for our hearts. It's just our stupid heads sometimes. Amen. I include me too. If we can get some things to these skulls of ours and get the Word of God inside of them, amen. But you see, he's been having wrong teaching. And he's been told that, that God is making your kids sick. And he told, God wants your kids to be that way. God wants you to be living day by day, not wondering where your next meal is going to come from. We hear these people talking about, you know, we're, we're waiting for the tribulation. We're storing up food. Well, dear God, if God can't feed you and you've got to store up food, I never heard it said that God's children will be begging bread. Did you? But they believe some of these things. They believe some of these things. Well, that's all right. They want to believe some of these things. I can believe what I want to believe. I don't believe that. I believe that my God supplies all my need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. I believe that Jesus himself took my infirmities and by my sicknesses and with his stripes I am healed. I believe he forgiveth all my iniquities and heal all my diseases. And blessed be God, I'm walking in divine health from the top of my head to the soles of my feet. And I'm going to walk that way until Jesus comes. And we may just get like Enoch. And we're ready to shoot right on out of here when Jesus comes to the clouds of glory. Amen. But you see, you lose your friends. But blessed be God, he's given us a people that are not afraid, no fear of walking in the fullness of the power of the Word of God and the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. And it doesn't matter, you know, just because it seems like as though we may be, when you're first starting to walk by faith, it may seem like as though, you know, the, the devil's putting pressure on you. It seems like it'd be easier to go back to Egypt. You know what I mean about going back to Egypt? Go on back to the world. Let's forget all this faith business. Every time we get into faith, really get in by faith that the devil comes and tries to destroy, you know, that what God is doing to us. That'd be an easy way just to quit and get off out of the faith message, get back off into, you know, what? Defeat? Being defeated again? Man, I don't want to be defeated. I never want to be defeated. Do you? Bless God, that'd be the easy way out. And I don't want that way out. I'm going to stand fast in the liberty where Christ has set me free and stay there, blessed be God, and grow up with Him in all things. It may be seem like for a while, you know, you're, you're just struggling along. It may seem like a while, you know, just, you're, you're just making it, just making it, just making it, victory after victory after victory after victory. Well, your trees just are growing. A little bit bigger, a little bit bigger, a little bit bigger. But one day, bless God, you become a tall oak tree. You become a tree of life planted by the rivers of water. And the devil sticks his head around the corner and one of the fruit of that tree drops off the head and gives him a big knock on his head. Amen. That's right. And he says, oh, I didn't program that guy to act like that. Sickness comes by your door. You open up the door and say, no, thank you, I won't have any. Shut the door. And he goes, oh, I didn't teach that person to act like that. Fear comes around. He figures he can get you, you know, by fear and trying to get a hold of you and shake, you know, the life of God out of you. He opens up the window and you go out by that window and say, fear, God's not giving me the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and a sound mind. And you might as just get out of my way and bless God, go home where you belong. And the devil says, what's happening to this person? Little by little by little by little by little, you begin to be transformed into the very image and the likeness of the Son of the living God and the same power and the same glory that He walked in when He was here upon the earth becomes yours. It's yours. You begin to walk in it. You begin to stand strong in it. You want your kids being delivered and healed by the power of God. No, don't back off and faint in your minds. The Bible says that they that wait upon the Lord shall exchange strengths. You're in the process of exchanging your strength for his strength. His strength, he's a lot stronger than you are and I am, isn't that right? But he says, I will exchange my strength. I will begin to impart my strength in your innermost being. And I'll take some of that garbage you got out of you. I'll give you more of mine. He takes out. He gives in. He takes out. His, he's replacing it with his life. There's an exchange that's going on. Back and forth. Back and forth. That's called being changed day by day into the very glory of God. And daily as we are changed and changed and changed and changed, we become more like Jesus. More like Jesus. More like Jesus. 
And that old devil, he tries everything in the book. You know, and finally when you're just, you're getting up there, he begins to sweat, you know. Oh, you think, you, you think that that enemy out there is not real. But I'll tell you what, he sees, he knows what's going on in your life. And he knows the more you grow and stand upon the Word of God and the more you become like God, unshakable and unmovable, and the more you develop in patience to where you'll be so stable that it doesn't matter what comes your way, no storm, whatever comes your way, you've got the Word of God in your mouth. You've got the Word of God in your bosom. And you know how to use the Word of God. And through the process of using the Word of God, you're no longer a baby. You're no longer unskillful in the Word of Righteousness. But you have taken on the, the robe of righteousness. You have taken on the word of faith. And you become a strong man walking in the full armor of God. Be strong in the Lord and the power of His might. You stand against Him. And I'll tell you what, all the hosts of darkness have got to flee from you. They've got to leave. They've got to be gone. Right. Amen. Well, I wish I could preach this all around the world. Amen. I mean to tell you, I wish I had a loudspeaker on. How that would carry right on around the world. Glory be to God. And just tell everybody just like it is. I, I mean that. Blessed be God, I really wish I could do that. Amen. But God's doing it. He's doing it by His Spirit through men and women that He's raised up just to go all over the place. Well, I'm getting back to my attacks of the devil. Well, you know, that Scripture says, Believe that you receive and you shall have. Believe that you receive and you shall have. Believe that you receive it and you shall have it. There's two parts to that Scripture. Believe that you receive it is your part and you shall have it is God's part. Now, when we first started walk this walk and I told this fellow this concerning his kids. Wouldn't you believe it that we, we went home and on the ride home that the devil slapped one on my baby? I mean, she was just burning up with fever. Oh, well over a hundred years. I, I say it like this. You could have fried an egg on her forehead. That's how hot she was. And, you know, we had uh, stood for ourselves and here we were for ourselves. Yeah, I thank you, dear Father, that I'm healed. But why do I have a cold? I thank you, dear Father God, that I, 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 I'm not sick. But how come my nose is running? I thank you, dear Father God, that I'm healed. I know by stripes. Now, I know, if you were to ask me, Lord, I know that I'm by stripes, I'm healed. Now, what's wrong? See, we're just going in this thing. We're just beginning to understand it. How come I'm, I, I'm healed? But yet, how come, you know, I have all these symptoms? But now he got to my baby. This is where we learn faith. I mean to tell you, we learn faith. I'll share some things with you that we learn faith. And we got on our knees. Now, mind you, we were just coming out. Stepping out in this area of healing for our family. And we were used to taking our... We weren't saved for three years when Lisa was born. And we were used to taking our kids to the doctor. I mean, we had her to the doctor like that. I mean, as fast as I could... I drove home one... one On a family reunion, I drove home an hour and a half just to go to our doctor to get her because she was burned up with fever one day. I did that because the, the closest hospital was like about 60 miles the other way. So I said, well, I might as well go back to the, someone we believe, at least trust. So I'll share some of these things with you that you need to know. We were developed in our faith in the, in the medical field. I mean, very much developed in our faith. We believed in it. We believed that she needed help. You know, we trusted man. We did. But we didn't know Jesus. Well, this is the first time that ever happened since we got saved that she got hit with a fever like this. I mean, she, you could have cooked that egg right on her forehead and she was just burning, laying on that couch. And we just come home from preaching to this fella, God wants your kids healed. Matter of fact, I got so bold. He says, well, what if your little one was dying? You mean you'd anoint her with oil in the name of the Lord and you believe that she has to be raised up? I said, if God didn't raise her up, he lied. Why, when you talk like that, people think that you flipped. I mean, either this is word or it's not. Either this is real or it's not. Either it works or it don't. I don't want to be in between. It better, it better be true. If he said it, it better be true, right? And so, the devil wants to see whether you believe what you say you believe. And so I looked at her and she looked at me. I said, what do you want to do? You want to take her to the doctor or do you want to pray? I knew what I wanted to do because I was upset with the devil. Get mad at the devil. Don't get mad at God. Amen. Amen. People get mad at God. I, talk, I, I even talk to people and they're mad at God. Well, he could have helped me if he wanted to. Not with that attitude, he couldn't. That's right. Not with that attitude, he couldn't. Faith works by love. Amen? Amen. And so we looked at each other, and I said, I know what I want to do, but honey, what do you want to do? Now listen to me. You should be in agreement. Oh, I thank God for the agreeing partner, my wife. I praise God. When it comes to our kids, when we can stand together in agreement together one with another and put our faith together, 
bless God, bless God, we know, we know it's ten times more powerful than any, any force on the earth. Than in one of us praying. When we bind our spirits together, it's ten times. Ten can put, one can put a thousand to flight, two can put ten thousand. Ten times stronger is the power of God that's released when you join your spirits. Not your heads and not your body, but your spirit together. I looked at her and she looked at me and I said, pray, I want to pray. What do you want to do? She says, I'm, I'm with you. God's closer than the doctor. I said, you know, that's the wisdom of God. You're right. He is closer than the doctor. And so, we weren't used to this, you know. What do you pray? Uh, heal, my, heal her fever. and do Whatever, whatever, whatever. You know, I, I didn't know what it was saying exactly in, in so many words. And so, we prayed in other tongues. <laughs> I mean, you know, thank God for tongues. And so, we laid our hands upon her forehead. And as we laid our hands upon her forehead, we just began blurting out in other tongues. We just blurted out in other tongues for about three minutes, to three to five minutes. And within five minutes, she was as cool as a cucumber. I mean, her forehead was as cool as a cucumber. And she was, she sat up, you know, sometimes I think we ourselves get amazed. We shouldn't do it, but we get amazed. Every time God really works, you get amazed. You say, oh, did you know God did? Yeah, well, you know, you're supposed to believe that he's going to do that, didn't you? We looked at each other. She looked at me and I looked at her. And she says, well, Lisa, you better lay down uh, and, and I'll cover you up here for a while and you just, you know, relax now during the day. I said, what, what are you talking about? I said, do you see that kid? I said, do you see that she's healed? Yeah, she said, yeah, but, you know, just let her lay down here for a while. I said, let nothing. She said, let her go outside and play. Let her get up and eat. Whatever she wants to do. She jumped off that couch. She ran outside and began to play. She came in inside, inside and ate. She went outside and played. And she ran through about, oh, until that night, just back and forth playing all day long. But I had seen myself before that. She'd have been on that couch for about three or four days. I mean it. Oh, I thank God for what we've learned. But see, that was just the first time. Uh, you know about some of the other ones. Uh, you know when she fell. See, we only had the one. And, uh, and as I go back, I find out that the devil tried to get me not to believe this. And I see why it's hard for people to believe and what we teach, I didn't know it then. You see, when you're just growing up in it, you know, you, you figure everybody believes it. But I found out that people don't understand that scripture, Mark 11, 24. They don't know how it works. It's hard for them to believe it because every time they try to work that scripture, the devil sticks his ugly head up. I told you there's not a word low enough for him in the earth. There's not another word. But I'll tell you what, there's going to be one word that's going to be good for him. And it's going to come out of the mouth of Jesus. When he comes with flaming fire, sword of fire comes out of his mouth, flames of fire, and he's going to just speak one word and the devil's going to go in the lake of fire forever. That's the only word that's good for him. Amen? And so I, I, I'm just starting to teach this here thing, and he, and he tries to say to you, well, who do you think you are? You think you're going to, you know, you think you're going to learn all this, and, and uh, you think you're going to uh, learn how to grow up in Christ and walk by faith. And, and really, at that young stage in Christian law, you're really kind of wondering, man, am I believing the right thing? That, that I can walk free from sickness and disease, germs and all that you know, sort of thing? And you, you think about that. No, those thoughts come your way. And there she goes. We, I'm teaching that Bible study on, on healing. And wouldn't you know it, she falls ten and a half feet and splatters all over the ground. Looks like she's half dead. But I'll tell you what, I look back and I found out now that I look back upon it, I see that it was the devil trying to get to our spirits because he knew that if we continue to believe like we believed, one day we was going to get so strong that we'd do great damage to his ungodly kingdom of darkness. And so here comes the scripture again. The only thing we can think of doing again is praying in other tongues. And we prayed in other tongues over her little body and then appropriated Mark eleven twenty four, And Mark eleven twenty four says, What things ever you desire when you pray, just believe that you receive them and you shall have them. And even though she couldn't walk and even though she couldn't, you know, her eye was all mangled up and, all, and she looked just terrible, even though it was, that's how it was, we just said, Praise God, she's healed now. Calling things that be not as though they were. I mean, she was the ugliest looking thing you ever saw. Her whole side of her face was all mangled up and... And uh, her little old body just just racked and just with pain, and, and she can't walk, she can't stand up, just just like a little, just laying there. That's it. And we just walked off from that thing and didn't even call a doctor, or call an ambulance, don't, don't, didn't go to the hospital, didn't do anything. Just said the word says she's healed. Well, if God's either telling the truth or He's lying, so she's healed. Went down there and finished the Bible study, and you know the story. Within a few few days, 
the face that was infected because of the fall and the first day she was walking. Now, that little girl just said in front of that mirror with, that I am healed. Thank you, Father, that I am healed. Thank you, Lord Jesus, that you did heal me. Not going to heal me. Thank you that you did heal me. See, that's what that scripture says. If you believe the first part, you'll do the last part. All the parts you're supposed to believe is that he healed you. Believe that whatever you prayed for, you received it now. You didn't receive it next week. You received it now. Right now. I received it right now. I received it when I prayed. When did you receive that $100? When I prayed. When did you pray? 10 o'clock. If you prayed at 10 o'clock, then you got it. Don't think about waiting for a manifestation. Now, let, let me say this to you. I learned this in a quick hurry. Don't start saying, I believe I received my healing and I'm waiting for a manifestation. No, don't talk like that. Waiting is future tense. Waiting is hope. Anything that's, that's not now is future. And, and he, you know, he's done things in spite of the fact that we've done it wrong many times. I say it like this. Some people have some good faith accidents. They do. Good faith accidents. Well, you know, brother, you know, I don't believe like you believe, but I prayed one day and I got my answer to prayer. I said, yeah, you just stumbled across a faith accident. Praise God. Because the Word says it. This is how it works. Believe and receive and you shall have. Is that what it says? And I can go on and we can just go on in testimony after testimony after testimony and take this one scripture and just like John said, if all the things that were done by the Lord Jesus Christ when it was here upon the earth, there wouldn't be enough books in, in, in all the world. You know, the world can contain all the books that would be written. And if every one of us could begin to, to, to do the same thing and give all the testimonies of what he's done for us, then you better believe it by now. There wouldn't be anything that can hold the books. But you see, I, I see that people are wanting to grow in faith and wanting to use their faith and wanting to walk in divine health and wanting to walk in prosperity and they're having a hard time with it because of the fact they're missing out on this one point. I'm waiting for a manifestation. I'm waiting for something to happen. I'm waiting, you see, for God to do it, in other words. And the devil gets you from faith off into hope. When you get off into hope, you're out of faith. Faith, hope, and love are three different things. Hope is not faith. Faith is not hope. Faith is the substance of your hope, but faith is the evidence of what you don't see. It's the proof that you do have it. So if you find yourself saying anything that's in the future, you're in hope. You're not in faith. Well, I prayed and believed God that I received, and now I just thank Him that I'm waiting for it. See, that's hope. That's not faith. You started off in faith, but you got yourself off into hope. And because you got yourself off, off into hope, you're not going to get your answer to prayer. Not very often. Now, let me give you a good example as how this really works. In the book of Psalms, let's turn to the 37th Psalm. Sometimes, you know, the Spirit of God will give you some windows to let in some more light concerning a subject. And... I found out this to be an excellent example concerning Mark 11:24, and I always tie it in when I when I teach along the lines of prayer, the prayer of faith. But over here in the 37th Psalm, in verse 4 and 5, delight thyself also in the Lord, and He shall give thee the desires of your heart. Commit thy way unto the Lord, trust also in Him, and He shall bring it to pass. Now note that verse 5. Verse 5 says, commit. Thy way. Commit. The word commit means to entrust. To entrust. Or, you know, just turn it over to him. Entrust him with it. Entrust, commit thy way unto the Lord. Now notice the next part of that. Trust also in him. The first part says entrust him with it. And the second part says trust him. In other words, commit it to him, then trust him. Commit it to him and trust him. Okay, what happened in the last part? and he shall bring it to pass. Notice that before he can bring it to pass, you must commit it to him, and then entrust it to him, and then trust him. Now, I questioned the father, and I said, now why did you say, trust me, trust me? Trust me, trust me. Trust me, trust me, and I'll bring it to pass. And trust me, and trust me, and I'll bring it to pass. And all he was showing to me was, it was just an Old Testament way of saying Mark 11, 24. Mark 11, 24 says, if you believe you receive it, you shall have it, or I'll bring it to pass. But here he was saying, entrust it to me. Entrust it to me, and then trust me with it. And to open up my eyes, he gave me an example like a bank. You take your money, 
and you entrust your money to a bank. You get the money out of your pocket or the money. If you move from state to state, you take all your life savings and you might get yourself a check from the bank and you go off and down to another bank and you say, I've come to put to entrust you, you with my money. My money will be in trust here at your bank. And so you have committed your finances to them. You've turned them over to the bank. Well, once you've turned them over to the bank, most of you don't realize this or even think about this. It's very, un, you know, something that you don't even think about that you've done. You walk away from that bank not even thinking about what you've just done. Not one thought comes your way as to thinking whether or not they're going to do something wrong with your money. Not one thought comes your way as to, I'll never see the money again. Not one thought comes your way is, you know, well, you think they're going to go out of business tomorrow? You think we should have done that? Honey, you think we better go back down to the bank and see if it's still there at the corner? You didn't do that, did you? You put your money inside that bank. You entrusted the bank with your money. You entrusted it to that bank. And then you trust that bank. You trust that every check you write out will be taken care of. You trust every, every statement you get at the end of the month will be balanced out. You trust that all the interest that's due you will be added to your account. You trust them after you entrust your money to them. Now let's put the same, apply the same principle here to God. And committing your way unto the Lord is turning it over and trusting Him with it. You have put Him in trust of your problem. Well, what might it be? What might be the healing of your child? It might be uh, finances that you need. But you've turned it over to the Lord. You've turned it over to the Father. And you said, Father, I am entrusting you with this problem. It's yours. It's no longer mine. I have put it in the bank. It's in there now. Just as people can turn and walk away from that bank without one thought. Now, don't let anybody go home and start looking at your bank book and everything because I'm telling you this. Don't do that. You've been trusting your bank all along. I mean, you know, just keep trusting them, okay? But they have so much faith in a bank. And when you turn that problem over to the Father, every five minutes you turn around and say, well, do you think they're healed? What did you think they got it? Or uh, what, what are we going to do now? We've already prayed, but, but I didn't see any, any manifestation. What are we going to do now? What, what you're actually doing is that you're not trusting Him. You, have been, you started outright by trusting Him, but then you didn't trust Him. You see, you turned back. It's like you went to the bank, put the money in, walked across the street, got in the car and said, I don't know about this. And you walked off back into the bank and said, give me my money back. And they said, why? Well, are you going to do what you said you're going to do with it? Well, yeah, we've, we've never done anything wrong with your money. We won't do anything wrong with your money. Are well, you sure? Okay, all right, let's go. And then you go back, and one day later you go back to the bank. They say, you don't do that, do you? You don't even think of doing something like that. The thought wouldn't even cross your mind. Well, when you turn something over to the Lord, let's say you pray for your child that has a need of healing. And it's 10 o'clock at night, and you look over to the, to the child and look up to the father and say, Father, I entrust the healing of my daughter to you. And I thank you that I could come to you. And I thank you that you provided in your heavenly bank account healing of the physical body. Jesus himself took our infirmities, bore sicknesses, and my baby does not have to be sick. And so now, Father God, I am entrusting her to you. Okay? First step. Now trust Him. Trust Him. What is the highest expression of your faith? Praise. Praise is the highest expression of your faith. You don't say, I'm waiting for her to be healed. I'm waiting for a manifestation of her healing. I'm waiting for this to happen. I'm waiting for that, that to happen. No, all the Father wants to hear from you is, thank you, Father. Thank you that my baby's healed. I've done my part. I've entrusted her into your hands. I've entrusted her into your care. I thank you, dear Father God, that you've healed her. And I praise you that you've healed her. I praise you, dear Father God, that she has been delivered. I prayed at 10 o'clock and now it's 5 after. And I know that she received it at 10 o'clock. I thank you that she's received her healing. I praise you that she's received her healing. I magnify that she's received her healing. I worship you that she's received her healing. I glorify you, dear Father God, 
You're just such a wonderful father. You're just such a wonderful creator. You're just such a wonderful savior, a wonderful healer, a wonderful provider. Thank you, dear Father God. You're so just glorious. I just love you so much. It's good to just to talk to you. It's good to fellowship with you. I praise you, dear Father God. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. And before you know it, just like the bank, you forgot all about your child. Forgot completely about it. You got lost in it. You forgot about it. You didn't even realize that there she is lying there, you know, burning up or something, whatever she was doing. But you got caught up into the glory. You got caught up into the praise. Caught up into the worship of the fact that's already been done. Now, once you've got to that place, and I always say this as a, as a check, because this is nothing to fool around with. And the reason why I like to talk openly like this is because the message of faith and walking by faith is nothing to fool around with if you don't know what you're doing. We've had people leave places and, and do something foolish. They've done only because of what I just said, not because of they had faith in God's word. They took their kids off medicine and their kids died. We've had people that just go off and just try to do this and try to do that just to, you know, prove that I, they can do it somebody else can do it. And you hear the reports that gives faith a bad name. But bless God, I want to share something with you. Every time my wife and I have ever gotten together to pray for our kids like I'm telling you and sharing with you. Every time we've ever gone to the Father for our kids like that. If any time we ever didn't get, did not get, I mean, results within a short period of time, and you can determine that, you better believe that we changed. We changed. We changed our methods. God never changes. I want you to know that you can trust him as you can trust a bank. And if that healing did not manifest, don't be waiting. You change. You change and you get alone with God. Faith starts where the perfect will of God is known. You find out where either you miss it or what you're doing wrong. and You don't allow that child to suffer. You don't do that. You never do that. You don't allow that child to suffer. You find out where you missed it. You find out where you went wrong. And you turn back to the Father. And when you correct that thing, it might have been something small. But when you correct that thing, bless God, I want you to know that healing does not take forever. I want you to know that my daughter, I shared it with you before, but this is just an example of, of how this happened. I get a call from the school and she's, she's got rash all over her body. And I'm, I'm in there studying. And... Uh, they said, come and get your daughter from school. <clears throat> now, some people, I don't know why they do this. They call themselves faith people, but, you know, we've got to grow up in this thing. You know, they, they, when I get on the phone there, and I said, okay, I'll be glad to come and pick her up. You know, some people do this, and I'm not just exaggerating. I'm telling you. They say, well, I don't believe that my child can have a rash. You leave her in school. That's what they do. And, I mean, they just abuse what we call faith. They don't understand how to use it, evidently, or how it works. I want you to know something, my friend. Faith does not make you cold-hearted. Faith is compassion coming out of you. I wanted my baby in my arms. I wanted to hold her. You understand what I'm saying? I wanted the life in me to pour out into her. That's God at work. Compassion. Jesus healed with compassion. It just flowed out of him into that pe the people. It flowed out of him to heal the people. And I don't pray the prayer of faith sometimes to walk away from my child, especially if she's have a fever or something like that. Or whatever the case might be. I take her in the morning. One day I carried Jason, or BJ, one of the two, whichever one, and uh, was attacked, you know, with the same thing, with the symptoms of a fever. I didn't just pray the prayer of faith and say, well, I'm going off to work now, and blah, blah, blah. I don't do that, or take drop them off at school. No, listen to me. You take that child into your arms, and you say, praise you, Father. Oh, glory to God that he's, that, that he's healed. I thank you that he's here. And let the life that's in you pour into that child. You say, when he put him down? When it's gone. I said, when it's gone. Hallelujah. This is not something that you're playing around with. This is something that gets results. You get results when you, when you touch and contact God. You see what I'm saying? You take that child in your arms. You don't send them off to school and do things like that. No, you say, well, what am I supposed to tell the teacher? It seems like we're always trying to wonder. Uh, the devil's always got us trying to wonder, what am I going to tell this person? What am I going to tell that person? Who cares about that person or the other person? I'm concerned about my daughter. 
What do I care what they think about me? I'm not concerned about what they think about me. I'm concerned about my baby, aren't you? You see what I'm saying? Well, but what am I going to do if they call and say, how can we take the daughter home? Praise God, she's taking her medicine. The Word of God. Praise God. I tell them what I'm doing. I'm not ashamed of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ of you. Bless God. And so uh, I did that with him. And uh, just let that life pour out into that body until I knew that that body was healed. Then you can walk away, bless God, with the assurity in your heart. You know it. Settled. Well, I brought it right over here to this spot. Right over here. This home over here. My dad, he, he was here. And uh, I said, I'll come and get her. I'll be right there. See? Hey, what are you going to do? You're supposed to be a man of faith. And your daughter's got a rash all over her body. So what? Oh, why does the body of Christ try to condemn everybody? I'm fighting the same fight you are. I wouldn't condemn you. Amen? I wouldn't do that. And those that don't believe in the background, ha ha, they finally got one. I want to see him do something about this. Just waiting for you to get a test. Just waiting for something bad to happen to you. Just because you, you know, you want to step out of the boat like Peter and walk the faith. Maybe Peter did a lot of wrong things, but I'll tell you what, the man was bold. Hey man, he wanted to walk with God. Hey Amen. I want to do the same thing, don't you? Okay. And so I brought her over here to the, you know, to the church over here. And I didn't even stop to think about. I was going to start thinking about, well, what are we going to do? How are we going to pray? Now, sometimes you just get before the Father and say, Father, how do you want me to pray? Or whatever the case might be. You know, glory be to God. Just seek His will in everything that you do. In all your ways, acknowledge Him and He will direct your paths. But it seemed like it was just an inward witness. It was just a, something that we did. It seemed like I didn't even say a word. See, sometimes silence is just, oh, praise God. Some, the world says silence is golden. I think they had a thought, good thought there, don't you? Praise God. Didn't say a word. Didn't say what I said. I'll come up and pick up my baby. I went up and got her. Got her over there. I still call her my baby. She's my only little girl, you know. She's still my baby. And uh, brought her over to the altar. Just knelt down right over here. And I just looked up to the Father. And sometimes you just be led by the Spirit. Just what, what, the, what to say. And we just begin to say, Father, you are our shepherd. We do not want. You do make us to lie down in green pastures. You do lead us beside the still waters. Refreshing waters, still waters. You do restore our soul. Yes, we don't have any wants. We don't have any needs of healing because you are our healer. Thank you that you are our healer. Didn't say a word about my daughter. Thank you that you are our healer. Thank you that you are Lisa's healer. I thank you, Father God. Praise you that you are our deliverer and magnified him and glorified him and praised him for about Five minutes. I'll tell you what, we got so caught up and we didn't want to stop. But the thing was, she was healed. She was healed. I mean, just healed. And I didn't pray yet. Didn't pray yet. Just said hallelujah. Oh, when you know that you know that you know. When you know that you know. But you see, we're growing in it. We're growing in it. We're growing in it. Now, this is just some, some things that happen. I can go a lot more of things along these lines that I think people need to hear and need to know. Faith is not something that we're just trying. Faith is something that's genuine. Faith is a tangible substance. It is a real substance, and it works. It works. It works to bring the forth the victory. And I always check my own heart, my own heart. If it didn't work when I did it, you best believe God, I'm in a quick change. Ooh, I'm getting myself back in fellowship with the Father. Aren't you ashamed to say that? No. You got a body? You got a Bible? Does your Bible tell you that 1 John 1, 9 says, If you confess your sin, he's faithful to forgive you your sin. You think that says if, he can, if, if, you, if everybody confesses their sin except preachers? We're talking about gross things of the flesh. We're talking about small sin of unbelief. Word out of season. Word out of love. Small things that may seem small to you and I, but those small things like words are more powerful than big things that we think of. You know the six things that God hates is listed in the book of Proverbs and the seventh is an abomination unto him, but not we see anything there about getting drunk. But you'll see a whole lot about backbiting with your mouth. Did you hear that? Right. He don't like backbiters. He says, I gave you a tongue to praise me with. 
I gave you a tongue whereby you can exalt my name and my glory would fill your praise. And your need would be met. You see? That's, that's not what that tongue is for. So, when you begin to walk by faith, and you begin to start to understand some of these scriptures, I've been studying that scriptures for five years, Mark 11, 24. I'll tell you what, it's becoming more real to me every day. Every day I live, it's becoming more real to me. My words are becoming excellent. Princely things are coming out of my mouth. I'm speaking right things, speaking truth in a greater dimension than I ever have before. I'm just sharing with you because if I'm going, you're going. Okay? And the opening of my mouth to utter truth and the Word of God is, is being developed and growing inside me mightily and working inside me. And I expect to get even greater and stronger and stronger and star stronger and stronger and stronger in the Word of His power. You see what I'm saying? See, this is a message for all time. This is something you can hear one time and just say, well, I've got the faith message. I've got the message of faith. No, I know exactly how it works. It's not that way. It's not that way. Faith works. Faith brings results. Faith brings results. Faith does not fail when you use it according to the Word of God. It works and it brings results. Say that with me. Faith brings results. It works. It works for me. In every area of my life. It works for me. Now see, it'll work for you. But we need to begin to see this scripture. Now, I'll, I'll close with this here. I, I could just go on for about seven hours now. you got me on my favorite subject, and you, you know, it's hard to get me off this. That's my confession. And when I confess it, you know, I, I believe what I'm saying. But uh, that scripture, even though I knew it, even though I read it, even though I know Brother Hagin said it, and even though I know it worked for him, but, you know, someone thinks it's because, well, Brother Hagin got off the bed of fiction with Mark 11:24. Yeah, but did you know it took nine months? Did you know after he learned the scripture, it took nine months of laying on his back day and night, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, meditating on Mark 11, 23 and 24? Can you imagine that? And someone hears it one time and they wonder why they, wonder why they didn't get their prayer answered. But the man spent on his back how many months to get that into his spirit, laws into his spirit so that it can work for him. Okay. Now, the first time when the Holy Spirit first quickened that scripture inside my spirit, I'll never forget it. I'll, the longest day I lived, I will never forget it. I was playing in the yard with Lisa, and uh, I was at school, and just we're just playing out in the backyard, playing ball, playing catch. And, and uh, you know, I keep the thoughts on him. Even though we're playing, my thoughts were on him. Well, you know, because we had a need and, and uh, I know how to do something about it. And sometimes, you know, you try to run away from those things, but you can't do it. You've got you to face up to them, amen? And so uh, I, I was just pondering on that scripture, Mark eleven twenty four. Prophecy came forth. They said, ponder, ponder, ponder. I said, yeah, okay, Father. Ponder, ponder, ponder. Ponder over that. Ponder over that with that saying. That scripture, Mark eleven twenty four. If you really know what that scripture is saying, it'll open up, oh, it'll open up a whole new realm for you. Believe that you've got something that you don't see. And then forget it once you believe it. And leave it like you leave the bank. You got it. I got it right now. And even though you don't see it, I got it. And there I was. And it seemed like someone knew. You saw like, you know, they turn on a light bulb. And it came inside me. Just like a light just went off inside me. And uh, I really thought that... Actually, I, I, guess I, I guess I did think. I really thought that something was wrong either with me or with God. Because I said, this can't really be like this. Now, I could believe this for healing, but I couldn't believe this for money. I just would think like, you know, well, we're just going to live day by day and just somehow, some way, God's going to get the money to us because he said he'd promise. He promised that he'd do it. Well, the Father, the Holy Ghost, there's three or four times in my life that the Holy Ghost spoke audibly to me, inside my spirit. I mean, more authoritative, in a real way, like a strong voice. And it seemed like inside, rose up inside me, you have got to believe that you have the money before you get the money. And I shook my head like that light bulb went on and I said, what? You have got to believe that you have the money in your hand before you get it. And I said, okay, I see it. Are you serious? I begin to meditate. You talk to God like that. Ponder these things over and talk to him. Communicate with him. He'll let you know some of these things. 
I said, is that right? Is that what I got to believe? He said, yeah, that's what you got to believe. You've got to believe you get it before you can get it. Can you believe that you got that money now? So I said, well, yeah, I can believe that. That's a simple thing to do. Just believe that I got it. Just believe that I got it. So I prayed and said, well, we believe that we got it. Mark 11, 24 was the scripture we stood on. I believe that we got it. We believe that we've got it. And, uh, of course, the attacks of the devil is going to come on you to try to get you to speak contrary-wise. And the devil said to us, do you really think you're going to get it? Now, see, here's a, here's a place... Here's a place where some people miss it. They'll say, yes, I really do think I'm going to get it. See, right there, you'd have been missed, you'd missed the boat. Right there, you'd have been out of faith. Right there, you would have been in foolishness and presumption. Right there, you would have been thinking you was getting the money and wasn't going to get it. And it's that initial thing that you do. You know the Bible says that we've got to take every thought camp, captive? Every thought, cast out every thought, imagination, every thought, and bring into captivity every thought under the obedience of Christ. That was against the word, that was against what... The word teaches it was against the obedience of Christ. And so I said, no, I don't believe I'm going to get it because when I prayed an hour and a half ago, that's when I got it. So if I got it, I have it. Now, if you think that's not the stupidest thing, saying that you've got money in your hand when you don't see it, that's, you know, unless you understand faith. Now, listen, your bill collectors don't want your faith. I didn't walk over to that office and say, well, here's my money. And she looked at me and say, where? Well, God said he supply all my needs. Come listen to about Christ Jesus. By faith, I believe I got it. Don't you see it? Man, they'll evict you out of that apartment and hurry. You know, I would never do something like that. I wouldn't embarrass my father like that. I said, I wouldn't embarrass my father like that. I, I, would, I would move before I would embarrass my father. I would do anything in this earth realm. I'd, I'd work ten jobs if I had to before I'd embarrass my father by misusing my faith. But I stood there before the devil's face and said, Devil, I got it. See, this is the first time that this was quickened in my spirit for finances. I said, I got this money in my hand now. I got it now. I'm not waiting to get nothing. Bless God, I've got it now. And then he tried his antics again and said, why don't you go look in the mailbox and see if it's there? And I said, no, I don't have to go look in the mailbox for something that I got. I've got it now. It's in my possession now. I've got it now. I received it two days ago. And did that. Did that. Just, see, when you believe you've got it, every act, your actions, your words that you speak, is in harmony with what you believe. If you believe that little baby was healed, you'd be dancing with that baby around the floor. Hallelujah. Glory, glory. Hallelujah. Glory, glory. You do it. Yes, I got the healing. Glory be to God. Well, what, well what, is your, what were you like when it was all gone? I mean, what were you like when that money came into your hand? Didn't you start to shout? God wants you to shout when the heat's on. God wants you to shout when it looks like you're going under. God wants you to shout when it looks like all the darkness that surrounds you is about ready just to crush you under. And God wants you to shout like you got it then. I'll tell you what, you know how man has joy? By the answer of his mouth. You count it all joy when the devil sticks up his old ugly head and say, Oh, glory, this is just another opportunity. This is just another chance to prove that you're a liar and Jesus Christ is Lord. This is just another chance for me to prove that the Word of God is true. This is another chance to show that you are and have been defeated. And Jesus is exalted in my life. Glory be to God. You, you ask for it again, devil. And boy, that's what we did and rejoiced and praised God, I've got it. I mean, we just did a little shouting spell there for a while. You know, even right on the, during the week. Yeah, this was four days, you know. But you know it takes time in the, in the financial realm. I tell you why it takes time. Like I just told you, some of our, you know, hard heads. Thank you for listening to our legacy teachings. We pray today's message has a profound impact upon your life and your ministry. I want you to know that God loves you, has a great plan for your life. But if you've never made Jesus Christ Lord and Savior of your life, I'd like to invite you to do that right now. Just pray this simple prayer right after me. Just say, Heavenly Father, I come to you just as I am. And I believe with all my heart that Jesus died for my sins and was raised from the dead for me. I open the door of my heart. I call upon the name of the Lord. Lord Jesus, come into my heart now. 
I receive you and accept you as my personal Savior and Lord. If you prayed that prayer with me, you're a child of God right now, and I encourage you to get into a good Bible-based church where you can learn to grow in your Christian faith and experience. God bless.